We're going to talk about a, a subject I, I think a lot of people among us, when you're with yourself or, or people close to you, you you'll talk about. You, you, you'll, you'll, you'll agree that it's, it's a problem, if you will. And that's our inadequacy. When, when, when we see ourselves as not good enough. And, you know, just listening to the worship this morning, you know, I was thinking, Lord, they're just hitting on everything. I could just go up there and say, amen, we're dismissed. Let's go beat everybody to lunch. But, you know, because the first song they said, who can stop the Lord Almighty? You know, if, if, you, if you believe that, if you, if, you, if you seriously ask your question and the answer is nobody, nothing can stop the Lord Almighty. I'm really loud still to me. <laughs> if, if, you can, if you believe that and, and the answer is, is nothing, then your inadequacies shouldn't matter. But it's the enemy when he talks to us and he picks at us and he whispers to us and he tells us, you know, those lies. That's when we start looking at our inadequacies and start building towards the other way. And so while sitting back there, Psalms 18, 1 and 2 popped to my mind and they don't have it. So it's not going to be popped up there. It says, and I think this is the way we ought to ought to start almost all of our prayers when we're starting to pray and we feel weak that we're not good enough. And in verse 1 it says, I love you, Lord, my strength. We should almost start every prayer off when we start when we feel inadequacy and we don't feel good enough that we can accomplish something is, Lord, I pray right now that I love you and you're my strength. And then the second verse, it says, and this is, everybody knows this part because we've heard it, you know, you hear it quite often. It says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation and my stronghold. That should be the foundation when we start feeling weak and struggling with, are we good enough? Are we good enough? You know? And, and then I love the song. All your promises are yes and amen. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of promises in the Bible that we get to claim. Now, we have to some go look for them, and we have to read them. But if you don't know what some of those are, do some looking and start doing some studying what his promises are. And then even the last song. No wall you won't kick down. And I was sitting there back there thinking... You know, Lord, you could probably just walk through the door. Why would you want to kick the wall down? You know, when the Lord kicks your wall down or he kicks your problem down, he puts a big hole there and he's filling that hole for you. He's filling that hole for you. So as we're going through this, you know, if, if you're struggling with inadequacy and if you never have, Lord bless you because you are way better than me, okay? But just, just kind of take some of this and, and look at it and, and, and learn that as we go through this, your inadequacies can be seen as a blessing for you if you'll face them the right way, if you'll go at them the right way, okay? So have you ever thought if you could change something about yourself, then you wouldn't feel ad inadequate for your situation you're currently facing? You ever thought, hey, if I could change something about myself, if I did this, then I could do that. You know, sometimes we do that first. Sometimes we look at stuff and we say, if I do something myself, I can make it better. When in reality, if we would just say, Lord, here is my situation. 
you take it, show me how to, give me the strength to do something, and then it'll probably work out a whole lot more better because I don't know if y'all like y'all, but I've probably screwed up quite a bit when I try to do stuff myself. So God doesn't want a sense of, of inadequacy to become a stumbling block in our walk with Him. Okay? That's not what He wants your inadequacy to be. Okay? It shouldn't be. Instead, we should let those feelings motivate us to trust Him more, to go after Him more, to draw closer to Him, okay? and to believe in His promises that He's given to us. And so we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 3. 1 through 6. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 6. It says, as we begin, as we beginning to commend ourselves again, are we doing that? Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some, letters of commendations to you are from you? You are, you are letter written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, Cared for by us, written not with ink, but, by, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are inadequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And so I want to look at the, look at the message version here. Because I, because I always go to the message version or different translations just to see what everything else is saying. So here's kind of what the, the message says. It says, does it sound like we are patting ourselves on the back? Insisting on credentials, asserting our authority? Well, we're not. Neither do we need letters of endorsement either to or from you. You yourselves are all the endorsement we need. You very, your very lives are a letter that anyone can read by just looking at. Christ himself wrote it, not with ink, but with God's living spirit, not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives, and we publish it. We couldn't be sure of, our, of ourselves in this, that you, written by Christ himself for God, are a letter of recommendation. We wouldn't think of writing this kind of letter about ourselves. Only God can write such a letter. His letter authorizes us to help carry out his, this new plan of action. The plan wasn't written out with ink on paper with pages and pages of legal footnotes. Killing your spirit. It's written with the spirit on spirit. His life on our lives. Paul's saying that right now, that when, you, when you kind of go through that and you're reading it, Paul's saying, hey, I'm adequate in myself. But then he flips over and says, I'm adequate in myself because of the Spirit, because God has made him adequate. So at first it kind of sounds like he's kind of boasting a little bit, but then he just brings it in perspective that, hey, I'm only this way because I have God's Spirit living in me, and God is the one that provides for me and leads my life. And so, you know, we have to feel that way. You know, this is the solution to our inadequacy, knowing that God enables us, that God leads us, and that we do it for His Son because His Son lives within us. His Son died on the cross for us. His Son loves us that much that, you know, He's at the right hand of the Father for us, that He sent the Holy Spirit to guide us, to give us strength and stuff like that. So some people feel overwhelmed with a sense of inadequacy, and therefore they give up their walk from whatever their situation may be. 
you know, have, has that been you? Have you ever done something that you really believe God has laid on your heart? But you're like, oh, no, not me, Lord. Not me. You know, that's, that's, I can't do that. That's just way too much for me. I, I'm not qualified. I can't do that kind of stuff. But then, you know, maybe, maybe you're the person that, that takes on the undertaking with confidence in yourself. In yourself. And in your own abilities. And not letting God guide you and lead you in, in a situation. And, and, and for a believer, for a believer, both of those responses are wrong. Both of those responses are wrong. You know, we need to trust God because when you want to do it yourself, then you're showing a lack of trust in God. And when you're not letting God guide you, you're showing a lack of trust in God. That you're not going to say, no, Lord, I don't believe you can give me that strength. That you can do that for me. And then the other one's basically saying, Lord, I just don't need you. I can do it myself. But that's not what God wants. God wants to be involved in everything we're doing. He wants us to let him guide us and to lead us. You know, our confidence is not in ourselves but in Christ. There's nothing within us that makes us competent for the opportunities God gives us. Except... Except the Holy Spirit, which has been placed in us by God. God has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to help us when our, when, with our inadequacy, when we don't feel like we're good enough. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we're not. We're not. You know, several years ago, I would have never thought I'd been standing up here right now doing this. You know? But God just kept tugging at me and saying, no, this is the direction I want you to go. And I finally started giving in a little bit and a little bit. And when I look back, there's a big picture that God's been painting of my life. You know, it's, it's not God's fault it's taking him a long time to paint it. It's my fault. You know, it's, I, I've been the problem. But, you know, but when we face a problem or solution, whatever it may be, we must believe that God will equip us and he will lead us. Because neither our circumstances nor feeling insecurity can ever change what God's going to do for us. Just because you feel a way doesn't mean you may feel inadequate. You may not feel like you can do it. But unless you just don't let God in, God's going to be there to lead you and to guide you and to help you do that. And we're going to look at Luke 24, 4, 49. Luke 24, verse 49. And, and, and it's a great promise on how God's going to help us. And it says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. I like the last six words of that verse. Okay? Fills you with the power from heaven. Okay? I don't know about you, but I would love to have some power from heaven. I want the power from heaven leading me and guiding me and filling me. You know, because there's no other greater power here. There's no other greater power, you know. Because you get wisdom and power from above when you have the Holy Spirit living in you. So here's, here's a few, few areas, I think, that we, we feel inadequate in. We're going to look at a few areas, and then we'll get to some, 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 some blessings and stuff. But, but work. How many of y'all have ever felt inadequate at work? You know, felt like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, or, you know, maybe they've, they've changed over the equipment, and they've updated stuff, and they went from pen and tablet to now they have a computer. You know, 
I remember my job, we did that, and I was like, how in the world am I ever going to do that? Now, of course, that was several years ago, but it was like, you know, but it's like, you know, wow. But sometimes you feel inadequate with your job, you know, being able to, to perform and face new challenges or as, as, as ever the industry's changing. How about parenting? How about parenting? You ever had kids? Got kids? You first have your kids, you're like, what did I get myself into? Honestly, I feel that way. I got a new puppy, and I feel that way right now. What did I get myself into? Okay, because our kids are bigger now, and they can kind of somewhat take care of themselves. But, but you know, challenging today, especially raising a, a child in this world today, can be scary. Can be scary because the world's ever changing. Technology is changing like crazy, and I promise you, your kids are a lot lot years ahead of you than you are with it. Okay, they are. Okay, how about marriage? You know, marriage. You know, marriage is a great thing, but sometimes. We don't think we can live up to our spouse, you know, meet their expectations and things like that, you know, you know, because we've always wanted something. Hopefully you want something. You want your spouse a better life for your spouse. You want them to have the best and things like that. But sometimes we feel like we can't we can't do that. You know, how about financial position? You ever feel like you just don't have enough money? You don't have enough money. You can't, you know, pay all the bills. You know, you don't know how you're going to stretch that last dollar out, you know, We've all been there. We've all been there. You know, we want the better things. How about, you know, in relationships and friendships, just trying to make friends? Are you that person that's like, oh, no, I can't make friends. I just don't like talking to people. People are weird. You know, I don't know. You know, but you know what? We need friendships. We need people that can come alongside of us, help support us, build us up, you can share life with, you know. You know, inaccuracy is, is a difficult experience, but it can also be a tremendous blessing. You know, it can be a tremendous blessing. You know, and, here, and, and sometimes we just feel, we feel ill-equipped to be able to, to do something that, you know, God's laid on our heart or any of these or whatever the situation may be going on in your life. Sometimes you just don't feel like you're equipped. You know, our life experiences may lead us to feel disadvantaged, you know. And it could be, you know, you can try to blame it on your education or your intelligence or maybe where you grew up. Maybe you grew up on this side of the railroad tracks instead of that side of the railroad tracks. But I'm telling you, with God, he doesn't see those things. He doesn't see those things in you. You were created in his image, his image for you. Sometimes it's just a poor self-image of yourself. Sometimes when you look at yourself in the mirror, you just don't like what you see. You just don't like what you see. But you know what? God loves you. God loves you. You know, he wants to have a relationship with you. That's how much he loves you. The worst thing you could do is think that God doesn't want someone like you or God doesn't understand you because God does understand you. And then, you know, another, another place in, in we look at is sometimes is comparison. When we start wanting to compare things, maybe what our neighbors have, maybe what the Joneses have, maybe what, you know, somebody else has. You know, it's not about that. If your focus will stay on God, you don't care what other people have. Because what you have is a blessing from God. That what he has given you, what he has provided for you, you know. But we, until we accept the way God has made us. We'll constantly see ourselves inadequate. You know, how about weak faith? You ever thought your, your faith was so weak that God just, you know, you're just screwing up so much that God 
would not even consider using you at all because you're just not worthy of it. That's a lie from the enemy, number one. That's a lie from the enemy. You know, God has equipped us. He loves us. You know, remember, he has given us the Holy Spirit to empower us, to lead us. And when you're feeling weak in your walk, get into God's word and see what it says about you. See what he says about you. See what promises that he has left in his word for us to be able to build our relationship on. How about failures? Anybody ever failed? Failed? Yeah, I see a lot of head shaking. Yeah, we've all failed in something probably before a time or two. Probably continue to. Probably continue to. But if we let those failures, if we, if we keep pondering on those failures, we keep bringing those failures up in our past from our past, then we're going to stay inconsistency. We're still going to think God doesn't love us, that we're not good enough because we keep failing. But you know what? God's going to keep calling on you. God's going to keep knocking those walls down to get to you. You know, a lot of people will be like, God's just not there. Well, sometimes you just have to quit running. Sometimes you just have to quit running. Do you turn and head the other direction towards God? Because he's still there. He's still there for you. He still wants that relationship. You know, when God calls us to serve him, there are three things that often trip us up. Our fear of failure, our finances, and our concern of family. And, you know, and, and when I read that, I was like, really? But then I got to thinking, that is so true. And just in my own life, I thought, wow, that is so true. Because one thing we definitely don't want to do is when we do something is fail. It's just human nature. We don't want to fail. And then sometimes, depending on what the situation may be, you may not want to do something because it may be that you have to take a pay cut. Or you may not be making as much money. Or you just may be having to trust in God because you don't know how to pay for what God wants you to do. So, you know, and then your concern for your family is, is how's this going to affect my family? Is it going to take time away? Are they going to be blessed by it? Are they going to miss me if I'm gone? Are they not going to miss me? You know, I mean, am I not? But, you know, but those are things that, you know, we look at. We look at things when, when we start looking at our inadequacies and overcoming them. You know, but if we don't and we just continue to look at them, we'll miss what God has planned for our lives. We'll miss out on what God has, has given us and laid on our hearts and the opportunities. You will always have a lack of fulfillment if you let your insecurities and inabilities rule your life. You have to give those over to God. You have to pray for them, over them. Give them to God. You always will be missing something if we're always focused on, on our inadequacies. God isn't looking for a person who measures up to his calling. Instead, he calls those who are inadequate and uses them and their weakness to do something great and amazing and powerful. Hopefully, y'all have seen something like this before. You know, you've seen God use somebody and be like, I would have never thought God would have used that person to accomplish that mission. You hear it time and time again. But what if God would have used that one person that you had in mind that, you know, was really smart, highly educated, could really use a lot of big words, was a great public speaker. If he brought that same message, it'd be like, okay, I expected that from him. But if God uses somebody totally that you never would have expected, there's just that much of a, of a draw to it for you. Of that, ooh, God is really doing something over here in, in, in people's lives. He's really touching something. 
And that makes it just that much more powerful. So we're going to look at some blessings. We're going to look at some blessings of your inadequacy. And, and the first one is your inadequacy will drive you closer to God or it should. If it doesn't, if you feel inadequate and you're not going closer to God, start there and recognize that I have a problem, that I need to give this first to God and then draw closer to Him. You know, and it may just be, you know, Lord, I need you. I need your help. Lord, I can't do this on my own. You know, I can't take this anymore. This is bigger than me. Okay? God wants to use you to advance His kingdom. He wants to use you. Anything that brings you closer to God is good. You might see it as a problem, but maybe you just need to get closer to God. Maybe you just need to draw in to God and to see what God has for you. Because if you do, you won't be disappointed. You know, if we drive on, press on towards God, we will gain an understanding of Him and His ways like we never have before. Second, it relieves us of the burden of trying to do the will of God in our own strength. Anybody ever been guilty of that? Trying to do it yourself? Not relying on God? Well, if we know and we take our inadequacy and we give it to God, it relieves us of that burden and that struggle of trying to do it on our own. You know, when we are doing the work that God has called us to do, He wants to take our inadequacy and turn it into an awesome testimony for His kingdom. He wants to take your inadequacy and make you an awesome kingdom builder for Him. For him. He wants to use you to build his kingdom. He wants you to draw closer to him in prayer. And he wants you to get into his word. Okay? We start leaning on him for strength and understanding when we start recognizing in our inadequacies. The promise in Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Okay? That may be something you just have to write on a little sticky note. You know? Right on a sticky note. Every morning, you wake up. Maybe you just need to read that every morning. You know, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Our inadequacy should drive us to rely on the Holy Spirit. We should be working on understanding who the Holy Spirit is and why it was given to each of us to have. We should live our lives and do his work within the Holy, with the Holy Spirit guiding us and giving us strength and understanding. You know, if you've never dug into God's word on about the Holy Spirit and the strength that it gives and why we have it, I encourage you to really get into God's word and go after and, and pray about the Holy Spirit and go and see what God's word says about it and how it's there to help you. You know, because everything he does is something that I can't do. Everything he does is something I can't do. You know what? Because I can't convict myself. I can't convict myself. You know, I can't save myself. I can't save myself. I'm convicted from when I do something wrong because the Holy Spirit is living in me saying, hey, that's not good. That's not good. Okay? I can't save myself. Only, only, only Jesus can save me. Okay? Only Jesus can save me. You know? When you're not living in... in, in, in in God, it's hard with, with God and the Holy Spirit, and it's hard to be discerning. It's hard to be discerning on, on what's, what's going on out in the world and what you hear and what's being, you know, even what's even being taught. You know, I tell people all the time, 
you know, and, you know, hey, if there's something I say that you don't understand or whatever, hey, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's go into God's word and see what God's word says about it, you know. But, you know, the Holy Spirit reveals what God wants for us, what God wants for me, what God wants for you. The Holy Spirit will help reveal that, and he'll reveal it in truth to us. He will reveal it in truth to us. It also it provides God the privilege of demonstrating what great things he can do with so little. With so little, he can do great things. You know, and do you remember the story of Moses? Everybody know who's Moses? Pretty famous guy in the Bible. Yeah. You know, God took Moses, who stuttered, who had a speech impediment, and he used him to free a nation. Okay? God took Moses and a stick to free a whole nation. Okay? God doesn't need much much to accomplish great things. Whatever God's is willing when when God has a willing person to work through, God can accomplish great and amazing things. If God can take someone like Paul, who was basically public enemy number 1 to the church, to Christians. Okay? If he can take somebody like him and turn him around and give him a servant's heart and change the world with him, he can use anybody in this room. Okay? Because there's nothing that you've done in this room that back then Paul probably hadn't done. Okay? So, Paul, if he can use Paul, he can use us. We have to acknowledge to God we have inadequacies. Because he already knows, right? You know that, right? God already knows that you're inadequate. You know, he does. He already knows that we're not equipped. <laughs> At least somebody's going to sleep. <laughs> you know, being equipped doesn't mean you're unusable. You know, it doesn't mean you're unusable. Being equipped positions you for God to show you how awesome and mighty his word can be through you and in you. Okay, so don't think you have to be some super speaker for God to be able to use you. God can use you, okay? It also frees God to use you to your, to your maximum of what he wants to use you or his potential, okay? I heard someone say, you know, that God hates pride. And I was thinking, oh, that's pretty harsh. But it's so true, you know, that God, that, you know, that, that pride, because it's pride that's really going to stop God from using us. I think that's a huge hindrance in our walk with God is when we have pride and we let pride get in our way of God using us. And, and when I say pride, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be confident and stuff. But when that confidence and that pride stops God from being able to do his work, his will in our life, that's where we get into trouble. That's where God can't use us, okay? Only through being dependent on the Holy Spirit can we reach the potential God has for us. It's not through my potential, but it's through the potential God has through me and works through me for his kingdom. You know, if you want to use, God to use you to your fullest potential, you know, lay your pride down. Lay your pride down, you know. Get rid of the attitudes of it's all about me. It's all about me. Get rid of the attitudes of it's... You know, what position can I hold? How high the ladder can I climb? You know, things like that. Make it more about, God, where do you want to position me? 
where do you want to position me? Because if you're focused on where God wants you to be positioned and how he wants to use you, one, if God wants you up that ladder, you'll get there a whole lot faster and it'll mean a whole lot more. It'll be a whole lot faster and mean a whole lot more. God wants you to be successful. He wants to use you. But sometimes we just have to let him do that. You know, sometimes we just have to, you know, ask God, God, just fill us with your Holy Spirit. Like I've said, fill us with your Holy Spirit and let that be my guidance. Don't let it be my own will, but let it be your will that's done. You know, Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to be who you want me to be. You know, I want to be in the place that you want me to be and where you want me to be. Let God move you and get you there. It allows God to receive all the glory. When we are incapable in ourselves, God is accomplishing great things through us. You know, when God is working through us and we know we can't do it ourselves, that's when he's going to really touch us and use us and work with us through the Holy Spirit. You know, people just, what if you just allow God in to really use you, you could, you know, move mountains with God. God can move mountains with you. You know, and sometimes it's hard to discern, you know, what God wants because sometimes you have the enemy over here and that's why we need that Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to use us, you know, and that's why it's important when we, when we allow and seek guidance, you know, we recognize in our adequacy. And, and when we do that, we need to start praising God and giving thanks to God. You know, he can take us somewhere and use us that we never thought we'd be able to do. He, where he, we never thought or see ourselves doing. You know, and when we do this, when we recognize our inadequacies, we're able to walk in contentment and quietness. You know, we should be able to, to, to learn to give these to God so we're not struggling with them. And then when we're relying on the Holy Spirit to work through us, we don't have to struggle. If we could ever just get to that point in our faith, we just say, Lord, here it is. You take it. It's yours. If we could get to that point, the stress of, of life would probably go way down. It would go way down. When we know and really comprehend that Jesus is at the side of God on our behalf, when we really understand that we can immediately turn over our weaknesses to Him, then we can live in calmness and quietness. We can praise Him. Sometimes we have to spend more time, we have to remember, we need to spend more time praising Him than complaining to Him. We need to remember, spend more time praising than complaining. You know, we need to, to turn over inadequacy and we can walk in quietness of his spirit. In Psalms, you know, 46, 1 through 10, I've kind of, kind of read this, from, you know, from the beginning, you know, God is our refuge and our strength and I'll always be ready to help in times of trouble. Be still and know that I am God and I will be honored by every nation. I'll be honored throughout the world. You know, God is our refuge and our strength. Always ready to help in a time of trouble. You know, so he's there always in our time and our need. And in, in closing here, I want to look in two important areas here that I think is real important when it comes to our inadequacy. You know, you should never see yourself as unworthy so that you 
do not or cannot accept God's gracious offer of forgiveness through his son. You know, sometimes we see ourselves that whatever I've done, whatever's going on in my life, there's no way God can love me. But he does. He loves you. He loves you. And second, after we get saved, after you have that relationship, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants you to serve him. God wants you to be a kingdom builder for him. Step out like Paul. You know, knowing God lives on the inside of us, he gives us strength. When we do what we can, when we do what God wants us to do, and we accept that, that he's there for us, we can move mountains and build his kingdom. We can set out with God leading us for each and every one of us. We can do and accomplish great things.